The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM. This is the Turning Your Life Around podcast, presented by 180 Counseling, hosted by founder Sarah Coates, a licensed clinical mental health counselor. In this podcast, Sarah and her team of therapists will dive deep into many topics on mental health care. Here's your host, Sarah Coates. Hello, and welcome to the Turning Your Life Around podcast. I'm joined again with my friend and colleague, Anthony Laracuti, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist in our Cary location. Today, we're going to talk about forgiveness, which is such a valuable topic to be discussing, especially during this day and age. And I know, Anthony, you have so much to share about forgiveness and how we can achieve that with our friends and loved ones and others that we encounter. So welcome. Thank you. Anthony, I know that you recently obtained your full LMFT licensure. So congratulations on that. Now you're an expert in marriage and family therapy. Yes, thank you so much. I'm very excited about this licensure process. Uh, It's been a little bit of some work, but I'm happy to get to this point. Well, congratulations. And as Anthony and I are chatting today, if you like what he has to say, and you're interested in pursuing some therapy services with Anthony, you can find him in our Cary location. And today we're going to talk about forgiveness. I know this is something you work a lot with your couples and your individual clients, Anthony, is the topic of forgiveness. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say and what you can encourage the audience members with when it comes to forgiving one another. Absolutely. Yeah, this has been a topic for me that not even just with working with couples, but also within my own heart, I've had to come to work towards in my own life. It's been an interesting topic for me because if I can just explain a little bit of my background with it, forgiveness for me has always been a challenge because it's easier to forgive for those who can really seek that forgiveness. What was harder though for me was when I thought that people that didn't deserve forgiveness was harder for me to give it anyways. But that's the real challenge of the heart that got me to this point to really want to talk about this and share with with others because I believe that whether or not someone you deem as deserving of forgiveness, I think it's important to still forgive. And so I really wanted to bring this up too, because I do work on this with couples a lot. A lot of times couples come in because there's a lot of past hurt that needs healing. Whether it's one person or another, something happens in the relationship, it really breaks the relationship, it creates a big barrier. And really what it boils down to is just that need to forgive. And when we can get to that point of forgiveness, that can really bring the couple back together anyways. That's just something that's been really weighing on my heart for the longest time. And it's been weighing on a lot of a lot of people's hearts, I'm sure, especially during these times, as couples have been more together more now more than ever on a day-to-day basis they're having to really face those past hurts even more so. That's why I wanted to bring it up. You brought up a good point just there. I mean, we've been in what, almost 12 months of COVID. I mean, we're coming up on March when the whole thing seemed to explode. And so almost a year of COVID quote unquote lockdown. So a lot of us have been at home with our partners, with our spouses for however long now. And some of the the yucky stuff that maybe we overlooked or things we purposely ignored have kind of come to the surface. And I'm sure there's a huge need right now for a lot of forgiveness towards one another, just those that we live with. Absolutely. Of course, like I've learned a lot along the ways on my own therapeutic path, not even just me as a therapist, but me as a client to my therapist. And I really got to thank my therapist a lot for helping me even get to this point to be able to provide this. And as he's encouraged me to share with others, I am encouraging myself to share with the world what I've come to know about it. So So what would you say 
is the definition of forgiveness for you? How do you define that for your clients? Well, first of all, I'll tell you what forgiveness is not really is it's not just saying the words like it's okay, and then brushing it off, or just simply saying I forgive you, and then just forgetting about the whole thing. In fact, I say forgiving is not forgetting at all. Really, what it is, is just it's about going through the depths of your heart, finding the pain within yourself and actively trying to work through that pain so that you can then therefore say, you know what, I don't want to be hurt by this anymore. And I want you to know that I do forgive you with the hopes that this person will really take it in and sink that into their heart and be like, wow, like that's really impactful. And I think I need to make a change from this. It's it's like this act of grace really that surpasses whether this person deserves it or not. It, it's really not about that. It's about matters of the of the heart for yourself. And it's just about true healing. And so that's when I think of forgiveness. It's just being fully immersed and impacted by that love and care within yourself and for the other person as well. Hopefully that kind of transfers. That's the kind of the thing that I see when I hear the word forgiveness, first of all. Yeah, that's so good. It, it makes me think of the old saying, forgive and forget. And I think some people were brought up to, to believe just forgive and forget about it. And I always say to myself or, or I've heard before, we have brains, we have thinking brains, we have brains Mm -hmm. that remember all kinds of past hurt and memories. And you don't just forget just because you say those magic words, I forgive you doesn't mean your brain erases the hurt or erases the memory of the pain that the hurt caused. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, I think forgive and forget is hogwash. I think that you can (laughs) forgive, but it doesn't mean you have to trust again. Absolutely. Just because you forgive with someone doesn't mean that that trust automatically is just magically all back inside everyone's hearts again, and we can just do whatever we want. The forgiveness is really just the first step towards developing that trust. That trust is a process. It's going to take time. But the key to that is if you can soak up the person that's receiving the forgiveness, like I said before, soaking that all in, having that impact their heart and being like, man, I really need to make a change. I know two different angles here that you want to explore a little further is why we Mm -hmm. need to forgive or why we need to ask for forgiveness. So let's talk Mm -hmm. about for the one who forgives, what what is the purpose of that? I think for the one who forgives, it kind of goes back to what I said from like the what is forgiveness kind of piece. Really for the one who needs to forgive, why that's important is because if you don't forgive, you're going to be wrestling with that pain for a long time. You may try to forget it, push that aside, but ultimately it's kind of just lingering in there and that that heart piece and it may transfer, it may fester into other things. You may be dealing with some other types of people or situations that's just going to trigger that previous incident. And therefore it triggers in your mind like, oh, okay, that's an issue. And you're going to ask yourself, what am I going to do with this? And then you really at the core, that's where the forgiveness really has to come in. It's like when you can forgive that person or that thing, you won't have to keep dealing with that past hurt or pain anymore. Because if those situations end up coming up again, you won't be as triggered, you won't be as affected by it, because you've worked on that healing within your heart. So it's more about emotional freedom, if that makes any sense, emotional freedom from that pain of that incident. So it's more self work there. You know, I think about how much energy it takes to carry around anger and bitterness. You know, mm-hmm. it seems to me like in my own life, it takes a lot of energy where I, I can expend a lot of energy holding on to bitterness and anger. And it feels more emotionally free, like you're saying, emotional freedom mm-hmm. when you're just walking in a lighter path 
and maybe you've mm-hmm. forgiven some past hurts. It's more emotionally freeing for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I like that term emotional freedom. So what about for the one who needs to be forgiven? So for the one that needs to be forgiven, it's really just for them to be able to take responsibility for what they may have done to cause the incident. Really also, it's just to be able to help cultivate that trust and to build a better future and as well as actively learn from their mistake. Without that line of communication, that other end, how can that person who may have caused some trouble, some harm, really know what they need to change? So that's where that forgiveness piece comes in so they can be let known that, okay, I've done something wrong. I've hurt this person. I need to make a change from this so I don't keep doing this. Especially with couples, if that's the key to building trust again, that person needs to be able to take it in, absorb that information, take that responsibility and and say, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. This wasn't okay. I could see how it made you feel this way. And I don't want you to keep feeling this way. And so I want to make things better. And then that's where that piece comes in of like the consistency, trust building that comes after the one who receives the forgiveness. Before we break it down into how do we actually forgive? Because I know you Mm -hmm. have some specific (laughs) steps that you use in working with your clients on how to actually forgive. What do you say to the client or someone you're working with who says, but what if I don't want to forgive my abuser? or my ex-spouse who betrayed me or my best friend who stabbed me in the back, quote unquote. What do you say to those people who say, but maybe I'm not ready to forgive? Do I have to forgive them? How do you answer that? And that's a really great question. That's going to be the hardest part is what it boils down to is wanting to, just like in everything else we do, even if we just come simply coming to therapy, if you don't want to come to therapy, you're not going to do anything about it. Um, And I think that's the same thing with forgiveness. Like if you don't want to forgive, then that's just something that we have to start working from. Like from the ground up is how do we get to a place of just wanting it before we can actually do it? Because I would say to them, if you don't want to forgive, that's okay. That just means that that's going to be the goal for now. The goal is not to forgive. It's just maybe be wanting to and that they may not be today may not be tomorrow but the hope is that maybe one day you can that's where we just need to start also i tell my clients too that this is what it's going to mean in the future if you don't right like this is what it's going to look like if you decide not to forgive someone moving forward if that's what's worth it to you then i'll leave that to you right but if if you're looking down the line here and this is the picture you want to have because of the choice to not forgive versus the choice to forgive what that picture is going to look like and putting it side by side, hopefully that that's enough to make the change. And that's enough for them to see long-term, like, okay, I see that this is worth it. May not be now, which is fine because forgiveness is a process. It takes more than one time to forgive. I can't tell you how many times I've had to just forgive the same person multiple times in my own heart just to find that freedom. So I tell people like, look, this is not a one-time thing. It's okay. It's going to take time. It is a process. We'll get there one way or another. Yeah, for sure. I, I was just thinking the same thought. Forgiveness is a process. And I know that's what I've shared with clients that I work with. It's a process. It's not an immediate one and done kind of thing. I forgive you. We're, we're good kind of thing, especially for people with some really intense heartache mm-hmm. and trauma that they want to be free from, 
but they just don't know how to get there to that freedom. And so it sounds like forgiveness is part of getting to that freedom piece. So let's get into how do we actually forgive? How do you lay this Mm -hmm. out step by step? I always say this to start within my own self, but also with clients is imagine what it would look like for you to be forgiven. What would that look like? How would that feel in your heart to get that forgiveness and to receive it? And then from there, it's it's really interesting to ask that question because from there, you kind of get that picture and it, it almost helps people to see, okay, now I can understand what it means to receive the forgiveness if I was in the situation where I would need it. So then to take that in and, and kind of, all right, now put yourself back in the other, in the original shoes, just tell them how to forgive. So that's, that's where I come to start. Now, there's also this like communication tool that I really use with couples, but I can kind of see this going hand in hand with couples and individuals. You, we may have to spin this, but it's called a DSFAV, a communication tool. DSFAV is a really funky name, but it's really an acronym. It's each of the letters in the acronym is a different stage in the process towards forgiveness that I, I teach couples this all the time. And it's been a core communication tool that I teach them for helping them talk to each other emotionally, like an emotion focused kind of way, rather than straight up logic problem solving without going through those emotional healings, they can never get to the problem solving. And what that acronym stands for is diffuse, empathize, inquire, using I feel statements, stroking, validation, apologizing, stating your future intentions, and then forgiveness. That's like a whole podcast in itself right there. (laughs) I feel like it is, right? (laughs) Maybe a follow up. Maybe. but, But each of these are like different components for how one reaches to a level of forgiveness. But really what it takes is the part of the person who is seeking that forgiveness to set the stage, to really listen to the other person and and their hurt and their struggle. So giving that person the space to really lay it out, all their emotions, what they're feeling. And then for the other person to receive their forgiveness is going through those steps is, okay, that makes sense. Anyone would feel that way, feeling bad for what you've done, taking responsibility, stating your future intentions, especially I like that part, because without stating that future intention, it's not going to let the other person know, hey, what are you going to do differently? Again, it's not about forgiving and forgetting. It's about forgiving and not forgetting. And so if that person's not going to want to forget, a person's going to say, hey, what are you going to do differently? Because I'm not going to forget about this. This is really hurtful. This is hard to break. And so by stating that future intention, that person's letting the other person knows like, hey, I totally see how what I did was wrong. And this is what I'm going to do differently to make sure that you know that I'm committed to not doing this thing again. That makes a lot of sense. And then so then what would be another step or maybe the next step? I like to think about how sorrow works. So I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but I've learned that there's like two types of sorrow. It's It's interesting. Two types of sorrow in this world. We have the worldly sorrow and I call it the pure sorrow. Some, maybe some people have learned it as like spiritual or godly sorrow, if you will. I like to call it pure as more of like a neutral, peaceful type term. The difference is just all about how sorry you really are, where the forgiveness needs to shine. The one who has worldly sorrow is like, I like to use the example of someone who's being pulled over by a cop after getting speeding down the road. The one who gets pulled over by the cop, the cop's about to write up a ticket. The one who has worldly sorrow would say like, I'm sorry I got caught. Next time I won't get caught. The other person who has the pure sorrow would say, you know what? I'm really sorry for what I've done. I know what I did was wrong and I'm going to make sure I don't do it again. I don't know if you've heard the difference in that. It's really clear which one really can take that forgiveness and like sink it in versus the other one is just like, I'm not going to change. Doesn't right. Matter. Like they're, they're sorry because they got caught in a way versus sorry because that wasn't their intention or 
their deepest intention or their future intention is to do better. Sometimes it's really good for me to put it in that picture to help someone understand like why it's so important to take responsibility for what you're doing is wrong, but also know why like it's important to have that forgiveness piece in place so that the person can take it in and really recognize again what they're doing was wrong and that they don't want to do it again because they know yeah. it's hurtful. They know it's bad versus the worldly sorrow guy. One, it's not going to take responsibility or recognize what they're doing is wrong or two, doesn't matter. They just don't want to, they just don't want to make a change. So what do you think are a couple barriers to forgiveness? I would say number one is emotional barriers. What that means is just hatred, anger that you would have in response to the event. And of course, other negative emotions as well. But anything that pretty much is negative, that's just really weighing on your heart and can really distort the picture that you have of, of the person or the situation over time, depending on how long that you leave those emotions in place. It's really hard to forgive someone when you're holding on to these emotions. Yeah. And the longer you hold on to it, the harder it will be to forgive. And I can speak to that wholeheartedly from like many experiences of my life. I know what it feels like to hold on to these emotions. And it's very taxing. It's very exhausting. And it really can distort your thoughts about a person. If you can work through those emotions and just pretty much air out the clouds, the smoke, if you will, you start to see the picture clearly. One thing I'll actually add to that as well is I believe that these emotional barriers will will trick that person to think like, well, everything that's happened that was good with that person is suddenly not good anymore. When the truth is, is if you can work through that emotion and clear out the air, if you will, you come to recognize that no, those experiences were good. They were never bad. It's just because when you had that one incident in that moment that really changed everything, it can really just distort reality and paint all those memories that were good into something bad when it really wasn't. I think that's the reason why that isn't a barrier is because it can really distort your whole reality on a person or a relationship. The truth is, it was good to begin with. It was never bad. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, specifically when you're doing couples work. One isolated incident that maybe betrayed trust then shadows the whole relationship and the person can feel like the whole relationship was a sham or a lie or whatever. And and what you're saying is, no, that perhaps just the isolated event mm -hmm. that needs forgiveness was the bad experience. What's another barrier to forgiveness? Another one would be trust. I think trust issues, of course, that, that really comes up a lot, um, especially when I work with couples. When one event happens, you know, that seems to be negative. It can really break that trust. Even if it's not a, a whole lot, it, it can be at least something. Now, let's say another incident occurs, and it's a pretty big one. But there was already a lack of trust before that. And so mm. it's just piling on to that trust. And so it's just going to be a continuation of one massive wall, it just keeps building and building. That's why I see is like a barrier for sure is working through all those past hurts. So then we can build that trust up again. And so therefore, even if someone did something that was hurtful, go through that forgiveness process. But like, because that trust was already pretty strong, I would see it as that person having an easier time to forgive, knowing that the work is in place here. And so what I say with that is I think consistency is the key to facilitating long-term trust that solidifies the forgiveness reward. That forgiveness is just the first step in the process, but it's a reward to that forgiveness is doing the work, getting that trust back that can remove a lot of that barrier. Hearing you talk about trust and consistency and uh, the forgiveness reward, all of those things bring to mind, maybe sometimes even in the forgiveness process, there has to be some boundary work. You know, I think about mm -hmm. 
a couple who the one spouse continues regularly with infidelity and the other Mm. spouse just keeps forgiving at some point, I think anybody with a thinking brain would say, pause, let's (laughs) reevaluate this relationship. Maybe this person isn't trustworthy. And although I can forgive, maybe I need to set a strong boundary and not continue in this relationship. Right. And that's going to be a big one. Like those boundaries are going to be really important because again, that will help. Hopefully the other person will have it sink in like, wow, this is really serious. This isn't just a slap on the wrist here. This is a really serious matter and it needs to be taken. Um, and those boundaries are going to be really important to have. It's not about forgetting. If you were forgetting, there would be no room for those boundaries to be made that need to be made. Yeah, absolutely. So this This is a great conversation, especially during this day and age, even aside from COVID, just all the other Mm -hmm. brokenness and and hate happening in our world and our society. Are there any other final notes about forgiveness that you can share with the audience? Yeah, and I'll make a couple here. Forgiveness does not meet automatic trust. Well, I got to trust a person now if I forgive them. No, that's two totally separate things that yeah. need to happen. It doesn't mean that you have to trust someone in order to forgive them. You can forgive them without trusting them and also laying down good boundaries like we talked about. But the other final note that I'll say is forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting and moving on. Rather, it just means letting go of that pain that one would experience and just seeking out that emotional freedom for yourself. It's self-healing. Really, if not for the other person, do it for yourself because you're going to find that freedom and rest. And the hope is that the other person will be able to sink that forgiveness in, really take it to heart and really make some active changes. Because really, when you're forgiving, you're doing it in the hopes that maybe one day that that favor will be returned to you as well. I like that a whole lot. I like this whole idea about emotional freedom and Mm -hmm. how forgiveness can help us achieve emotional freedoms. I think that's Mm -hmm. a good word of encouragement for the audience to carry throughout the weekend and their weeks to come. Thanks so much, Anthony, for joining us. And again, if you want to continue this conversation with Anthony or you have some work of your own forgiveness to do, you can reach out to Anthony in the Cary location. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Turning Your Life Around podcast presented by 180 Counseling with five triangle locations to serve you. Learn more at 1-80counseling.com. This has been an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM, a Curtis Media Group station.